Recording in progress. Yeah, fuck you, Skype. Yeah. And it is 11-11. No lie. What? Oh, bam. No lie. I couldn't Amazing. make it up, dude. The universe, like, yeah. That's right. It's them 11-11 boys riding once again, ladies and gents. You thought we were gone? We are not. Yeah. Here we are. 11-11. Check it. Be the king! <laughs> Be the king! You guys know the deal. It's only for the sexy people here. 2022 Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. We had to come back and do another one. We're like those, those, those specials that you used to get of peanuts and, and freaking Charlie Brown and shit. When we were kids, you would turn it on. And all of a sudden, Thanksgiving, there it was. <laughs> That's what we're doing right here. WLR, ladies and gents, we haven't forgotten. I hope you haven't forgotten. And if you did forget, you're about to find out, ladies and gentlemen. It's Billy the Kid. I'm back along with my two, uh, what, what do I call you guys, man? Like we're riding in, 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 a, in a horses together. Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, we got the dude, the voice himself, doing a Randy Orton pose. What's going on? <laughs> v. Andrew Bello, the God of Thunder, ladies and gents. What's up? What's up, buddy? Welcome back to your show. Yeah, man. It's good to be back. And as always, I got to come in hot. Got to correct you. As oh, usual, God. you you fucking bigot. This show is not only for the sexy people. It is also for the sexy chimeras. Shouts to our man, Man Deer. Got myself a Man Deer tank top what? recently. It's a legit Man Deer merch, thing? ladies and gentlemen. It's a real thing. Find his Twitter at Mandir, I think, 666. Shit, Mandir um, tank tops, man. I can man, man, tank, tank top. tops. Mandir tank tops. And, of course, uh, Mandir is the sexiest of all the Mandirs. This goes without saying. It's yeah. just what it is. I the think it's only... just Mandir. I don't think you need to add the S. Did I add an S? I, I believe you did. Mandirs. There are several. He is the sexiest out of all of them, ladies and gents. The Andrew Bello. And why don't you do us the honors of introducing the man? Shit. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he comes to us from the island of Rhode by way of the Denver airport. He stands at six feet, 6.6 inches tall, weighing in at an unbelievably svelte 666 pounds. Well, I'll be there. All biceps. He is the connoisseur of colossal kajungas. The... <laughs> <laughs> master of the massive memories and the honker of huge hooters. That's Triple H. He's sexy. He's stranglery. Strangler. Sting. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing it. We just can't hear it, but he's definitely yeah. doing it. <laughs> For some reason, you cut out when God you were going to do the big I'm sorry. Thank we, you. We, saw, we saw your arms and, and the whole thing, so he I know what happened. <laughs> Damn it. It, it was, was a good one, too. Thank, thank you, Bells, man. You're the best. I haven't heard that in so, my so neighbors, long. My new neighbors are not happy right now. <laughs> no, screw it. They, they don't know. They meet a king. Right. And, he, uh, they, when you, you need to you bring me on. You gotta do Sorry, it. folks. He the king. He the king. That's right. 
That's right. I miss you guys. It's we been miss so, you, sir. so long. I mean, obviously, we have our group chat, which never stops. It's, it hasn't stopped since. I mean, the show stopped how many months ago? I mean, like a year and a half ago. Years, yeah. <laughs> and it's been two our, years. Our, our, uh, our group text has never stopped, not even not even a day. Yeah. So it's but I haven't seen you guys in in geez months and months at this point. But uh, it's great to see you guys. It's great to see the Strangler, brother. I miss man. you. I, I miss uh, God. Yes. I miss our little group. Well, I mean, at some point we'll find a groove, man. But uh, but uh, you know, yeah. we're getting we're getting through. You know, some one stuff, of these years we'll figure know, it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the thing is, is time is going by so quickly. Like, I mean, it's it just at the blink of it's the end of twenty twenty two. I feel yeah, like it just started. Nice, it. It's just going yeah. by so fast, you know. So so we're saying we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, and then before you know it, it's the end of yeah, the know. year. It's ridiculous. But you know, I'm, I'm getting settled into Phoenix. You know, we got here over the summer and. um you know, got a really cool job, which I I really really love, and um, feeling like you know we moved back into a place that I bought like uh, fifteen years ago, and it took a little while to feel comfortable here again. But it's I was just saying to my wife the other day, like it's kind of weird, like we're back in this older space, and like like that we lived in back in like two thousand and eight for a couple of years when I had my restaurant, and it's like it's kind of it's kind of cool being back here, and it's like it took me a little while though because. You know, when you move somewhere, you know, at first, like, I always end up having, like, second thoughts. Oh, did I do the right thing? Am I, you know, did we go to the right place? You know, should we just go somewhere else? Should we go back to Rhode Island? But uh, what we're thinking of doing is um, we are planning on buying a, uh, a condo back in Rhode Island for summers and going back there and chilling in the summertime and get a little waterfront property, which should be nice. And uh, I'm looking at a couple different places online right now but it'll be kind of cool to kind of keep you know you know spend like three months or four months a year out there and then come back to phoenix and be closer to my family which is all migrated out here since like the 90s you know still be able to see my my dad on a regular basis i got to spend the whole day with him today oh. you know as we prepped for thanksgiving nice. and everything happy thanksgiving guys by the way yeah happy thanksgiving episode and uh, i was great getting to spend the time with him as we made some some cookies and cakes and pies and uh we prepped up the artichokes and we got the turkey in the pan ready to go and uh i can't wait for uh to, to smell bacon in the oven damn have you guys sounds... have any uh plans for thanksgiving this year well let me tell you that sounds absolutely delicious right yeah, I, yeah. We're, we're not doing it we're not we're not cooking we're not hosting right i'm, I'm going over to my mother-in-law's house and she's an excellent cook so i'm gonna stuff my face with a bunch of crap over there and then on the next day, we're doing my side of the family Thanksgiving. You know, I, I asked them mm -hmm. to push it. And since they don't really care about holidays like that, they just said, yeah, sure. We'll do it on Friday. No problem. So two Thanksgivings for Billy the Kid. Uh, and nice. Stuff my face. And I'm thinking about doing yet another Thanksgiving on Saturday, which only includes the immediate family here in my home. Where nice. I can sit in my underwear and, and, and eat. And you know, at some point we should do a friendsgiving, and I'll yes, go down should. to Arizona, and we should do that. Bells, I'm Absolutely. bringing you with me, Bell. Stop the nonsense, okay? And we're gonna go down there and do that for sure. I would love that. You That'd know, be great. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can do a Hameen Media get together with everybody, right? Get the get 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 a get Ben to come down and and. Uh, and Ray, I know they would try. Well, I, I have more uh, faith in Ben making it than Ray. Right. I don't know if Ray would make Really? It. We got to get Ray in? Well, yeah. I mean, kind of, you know. Right. Um, who else? Um, you know, Colin, 
come down, you know, and and you know the the rest of us, whomever wants to come, if Jargo wants to make it, you know, we should. Uh, yeah. I just I, I just came back from New Orleans, and and um and it was a bunch of people from from school, you know, we were able to do that. That was a blast, you know, and, and if everybody can get together and come, we, we, we'd, we'd have a blast, you know, wherever we would meet, but we need to make a conscious effort to actually get it done. And, and yeah. you know, in order to do that, AEW has to put together a good show. Um, And, and good <laughs> Lord, is that going to happen? Uh, we're going to talk some AEW tonight. We're going to talk some <sighs> WWE. We're going to talk about the game God, Triple H taking it. over <laughs> wrestling, right? Because that's what all you marks have been wanting for years and years and years. And now it's happening. And guess what? No change like the Twilight Zone. We will talk about it. We will talk about it. We will talk <laughs> about uh, uh, the midterms. God, Hopefully just, Donald oh. Trump is running for president. <laughs> we're going to ask uh, 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 Bello about that. Uh, we should give Royal Rumble predictions. Since it's coming up, we will do. I will propose that we do a Royal Rumble preview show because nobody yeah. does it better than yeah, WLR. Maybe. That'll be like we have the Thanksgiving episode, we'll have the Royal Rumble episode. <laughs> Done, right? We have and to that's do it. that. Nobody <laughs> does it better. No that's one the whole, does it better. That's like, the whole calendar schedule. Yeah. So far, that's all we got. But we, we like it. Card well, we is subject drop a to change. Episode. Come on. <laughs> we don't want to overexert ourselves. No, you don't want to be overexposed. <laughs> Right. We'll get any so, downloads. So we'll do the, the Royal Rumble episode. All these people, all these shows at Hami Media try to replicate the magic of a WWLR, of a WLR right here, uh, uh, you know, and uh, and uh, do the Royal Rumble episode, but they just can't. So we will do it. Um, and uh, oh, man, I think I, I think I got my pick already. I, do, I have my pick already, too. I know exactly who's going to win the Royal Rumble. And you know I'm never wrong. He knows exactly who's going to win. Exactly who is going to win the Royal Rumble. Well, at least it should be that way anyway. But we'll save that for <laughs> later. All right. And, and, and so we are going to talk some wrestling. Bello, Bello was pissed. And he wrote us and he told us off. Well, he told me off. He wouldn't tell Strangler off. But he told yeah, me I off wouldn't several tell times. And he told me he didn't want to talk professional wrestling. I begged. He told me to go. I saw that in the chat. He's like, fuck wrestling. I'm not (laughs) talking about it. This is this is just this conversation, first and foremost, in and of itself is nauseating to me. We longed for the days that we didn't have to talk about wrestling. And now we get together after years, seemingly centuries apart. I know. And now we're talking about wrestling. I, to be perfectly is, honest, haven't even been fucking watching wrestling. So I have little to nothing to contribute to this conversation we, we, other we, than um, fuck all of it. It's all just still the same nonsense from the little bits of check-ins I've done. What makes it better is that we haven't, it is the same nonsense, you're right. But what makes it better is that we haven't talked about it in forever, right? And we don't have to watch Raw day after i mean week after week after week right that since we don't have to do that and and i and i cut myself off from professional wrestling for a long time but you know i'm a, I'm a wrestling fan it's what i am so it draws me in right and then my kid wants to watch wrestling so i watch it with him and i've been keeping up a bit with the product here roman reigns and the bloodline has actually been pretty good that hasn't been that bad you know and some of the stuff back backstage in AEW is better than what they're putting in the ring and you know me i'm an AEW fan but it is what it is you know, so I want to talk about these things, right? And the people, most importantly, Bells. The people. Okay, put your freaking ego aside. Fuck the, the people, people. The people. The listen, people. listen to this. They want to know. And Billy I Ray's am the 2024, people's, ladies people's and gentlemen. podcaster, the people's conspiracy theorist. You know, even though we're changing up the word conspiracy theorist, because at this point now, it's it's been so co-opted, we have to think of something else, right? Mm-hmm. But I am the people's that. So in the interest of the people. We will discuss professional wrestling, and I will give you a heads up on what John Cena's dating life is looking like. 
nowadays. I know wow. everybody used to tune into okay. WLR to hear about John Cena. I will let Strangely, you know. Strangely, I find myself more interested in that. I don't know why. Because you love John Cena <laughs> low-key. You do. Okay. So we're going to start off with everything else other than wrestling. We'll close with wrestling. We'll get the hell up out of here afterwards. And then expect the Christmas show. And we're going to talk about Christmas things, Christmas past, you know, the gobbly googer or no, whatever the fuck that thing was. That, that that's for Thanksgiving, right? Didn't they dress that thing up as as Christmas one day as as a as a Did Santa Claus? I don't did, remember. Right? Oh, I don't know. I thought that I might be making that up. That might be a Mandela effect. Okay, all right, bells. I'm gonna throw it to you, buddy. What do you want to talk about, man? Um, yeah. Well, you you kind of talked about it a little bit before. Let's talk about the big brewing feud going on in the world. Um, Donald Trump versus Ron Sanctimonious, Dang. the Sanctimonious as he's as he's dubbed him already. <laughs> Which is well, you know, uh, you know, at, at that point, as far as a Trump nickname goes, to be perfectly honest, well, at that point, I knew as soon as I heard that, that he called him the sanctimonious. I said, whoa, whoa, run the sanctimonious. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> I was like, immediately, I'm like, OK, so how stupid do you think I am? I'm like, how stupid do you think I am, Donald Trump? I know you didn't write that. Too many syllables, man. No, wait. Multi-syllabic no. words. Get the fuck out of here. Somebody hit him <laughs> off and said, hey. <laughs> you know, and gave him the nickname. No, they 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 definitely, uh, you know, they storyboarded that one. There right. was a, there was a few people sitting around, kind of brainstorm, and and, and that's what they came up with. Again, not his best. <laughs> so what do you? They thinking, didn't man? send their best. They're not sending their best. What can I say? <laughs> in, in a, what's his name? Uh, Seth Myers. Uh, on uh, and and I know all these freaking conservative marks on how mean media. They're gonna lose it. I mean, like Seth Myers, what are you talking about? I hate Seth Myers. Hey, he hates he hates Donald Trump, but he's funny as fuck. And he did an, an impression. Uh, he does the best Donald Trump impression I've ever heard. Wow. And uh, they were talking about I don't I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. He said Donald Trump said he saw an angel. He's like, well, I saw an angel one day, you know, and he was a radiant being of esoteric light. And he goes, um, and then he goes, big angel, strong angel, you know, and he, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he goes big, big and strong for everything. Every time he's making a, 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 a he's doing a Trump impression. So they were talking about a dog once, and he goes, "Big dog, strong dog," you know, and, and like so he just keeps bringing it back. It's fucking hilarious, man. Um, regardless, what are you thinking? Your boy, um, is is being turned on by the entire mainstream media at this point. Like it, 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 I was talking to Tony uh, Arterburn over at America Unplugged about this and Don Jeffries. And I was telling him, I was like, this seems staged to me. This seems a little bit coordinated that everybody has the same talking points about Donald Trump now. Unless unless it's the deep fucking OAN, if that even exists anymore, or Newsmax shit like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the mainstream Fox, CNN, MSNBC seem to be on the same page about shitting on Donald Trump right now. Yeah. You know, go ahead, Buzz. What are you thinking? Yeah, I know. It's sort of weird. I find myself in the situation where I sort of hope that the Democrats get their wish that they've been waiting for for the last six years and they just throw them in jail. It would be the best thing to happen for the Republican Party. It would make it smooth sailing for DeSantis. He wouldn't have to go through a bloodbath of a primary with with Trump, who is going to do everything he can to tear him down and even after he loses the primary which i think he would i think DeSantis mm -hmm. will would ultimately win the primary uh if you know all all things considered current you know you know current situation being what it is and um and then the problem becomes does trump play ball 
which is just a funny thing to even say out loud right. because we know he's not going to. Right. Um, would he play ball and like tell his supporters like, hey, this is it is what it is. We can't let Kamala or Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama be president. Like you guys got to go vote for Ron DeSanctimonious. <laughs> and like, it, it, you know, will he do that? And, uh, you know, having been a supporter and a somebody who's kind of pretty much found you know, considers himself an expert on the subject matter of Donald Trump at this point. No, I don't think he will. I think he's, he's going to burn it all to the ground yeah. and he's going to cause the, you know, cost the Republicans 2024. That's my that's my long term prediction. I I agree with you. I think uh, uh, I think he has a better shot at at, at winning. I think he can win as far as the DeSantos battles goes. But but you you might be absolutely right. He might just lose to DeSantos and and then he will not endorse him. He would say that it was stolen somehow that, you know, of course. Yeah. Why not? Not do it. Um, (laughs) I I will be shocked if he does. I mean, literally shocked, like with my jaw on the ground, if that actually happened. You know what they should do is stop the not. Well, listen. I am not in the business of giving Donald Trump any advice. But if they had two brain cells, two of them, they would go over to uh, DeSantos and say, hey, listen, you're you're not going to be the dude right now, but you can run as the vice president. Have that ticket. Yeah. And hope for the best. I think they would still lose. Don't love it. Yeah. They but, probably but, wouldn't lose. Yeah. yeah. But but that's the that's the best that they can do, I think, instead of fighting each other and inevitably uh, losing at the end, you know, because as a result of it. What's up, Steve King? What do you think, brother? Well, <clears throat> I kind of agree with what you're saying there. I'm not sure if um, it'll happen or not, but um, I think that's why he said the desanctimonious thing, because it wasn't super harsh, just in case they need to have the sentence in their back pocket for later. Maybe. So, like, it's like, it, it was a name, but it wasn't like he's saying, like, uh, you know, this, some of the stuff he said in the past. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty lightweight punches there. So kind of keeping it kind of friendly, you know what I mean? Like not necessarily cutthroat yet. And uh, the, the, my only problem with, um, I've been thinking about this lately, is my problem with DeSantis running is that if he does run and win, then he's not in Florida anymore. Mm. And I don't know who his lieutenant governor is, but he, obviously he's probably, probably has fairly similar, um, you know, theories on government or governing that DeSantis does because he'd be the guy that replaces him. But I mean, I, without knowing the guy, the, you know, his, his strategy or ever, I don't even know the person's name. It's kind of worrisome to have him not in Florida anymore because mm-hmm. everybody in Florida loves him so much, but you need to, the only States that can get a guy to run for president are the big States like Florida, California, Texas, New York, because they have the most, you know, um, you know, you know, votes at the end of the day, yeah. you know? So like, you know, yeah, that's where they always come from. So if it does end up being like um, Trump and DeSantis running together, um, how, you know, if you're DeSantis, I say no, because at least it's a foot in the door. Yeah, Trump's only going to be there for four years. And uh, after two of those years, he'd be considered a lame duck because he can't, you know, because he's already had one four year term. So, you know, maybe this, you know, DeSantis can start his push after that. Like, it's a two year learning curve on being in DC and, you know, dealing with all that stuff and kind of getting, you know, ready for his official run. Right. When, when Trump is gone. So, like, you have to wait eight years. So, he has to wait four. Right. And yeah, yeah. no, you, and you're right. It's it's a good step in the door. What's up, Bells? I hear you. Uh, yeah. I, I actually, weirdly enough, don't. 
I, I don't see a scenario in which there's ever a Trump DeSantis or DeSantis Trump for that matter ticket. I, I just don't think I don't think that being vice president is as important to potentially being president as it once used to be. Like Kamala Harris is 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 wildly unlikable and is probably a complete outlier in this particular analysis. But she's basically disappeared since she's been the vice president. Oh, like any yeah. any you know presence she had on the national stage is like gone. Like Jill Biden is the vice president as far as as reality <laughs> goes, right? Like so you know we, we she just kind of vanishes in the background and. The DeSantis doesn't get to be DeSantis if he's in the shadow of Trump, whereas he can he can ride out his his last term because I think he's termed out as governor of Florida. I don't think he can yeah. run again. Um, ride that bitch out. Say he, you know, stood by his commitment to Florida and blah, blah, blah. And then once he's done, he's got like two straight years to just commit to a presidential run in 2028 if he <laughs> wanted to go that route. Um, so I, I don't, I, I see him taking that path rather than trying to be Trump's VP and just kind of basically being like him and Trump. It's just, it's just adding more Trump on top of Trump, which, which if anything, you need less Trump, you need, you need like a, a, a Pence as weird as it is kind of worked out as a nice, uh, foil to Trump as, as a VP, because he's kind of a more straight laced establishment Republican guy. And that, right. that was able to, to kind of coax uh, some of the moderates and some of the independents over to voting for him. Uh, whereas if if you don't like Trump, the chances are DeSantis is not going to help you, you know, you know, soothe that in any way. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a win win for, for DeSantis, really. I think it's it's a, it's a better chance for him to just, you know, he, but he needs to make that decision kind of like early. It's whether or not like, all right, now we know Trump's in. Am I running now? And if right. so, like I, I have to face this this bulldozer, and 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 if I don't, you know, I can wait four years, totally avoid it. But right. but can I stay hot? Like can can he, you know, you know, stay in the public eye? Can he stay on the national stage for four years as governor of Florida while all of this is going on? Right, right, and and also he needs to consider that Trump's last VP, you know, Trump almost had him killed. So yeah, uh, admittedly by 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 Mike <laughs> Pence, he came out. Yes, he he almost had me killed. Um, so um we gotta think about that because he, he would have the sanctimonious killed too, you know, at least attempting, you know, uh when he uh throws everything on him. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, hey, I just want to talk about uh, all these people, not you guys, all these people that 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 gave me grief in particular, Plaga, all right. You were you gave me so much grief about this. You were 100 percent wrong. You could come back and say something to me and be like, you know what, BRV, you were right. I'm sorry for being such a bitch ass motherfucker, but you're a bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and, and you were wrong at that. Um, so, so so it would have been nice to hear from you and, and say that. But that's what happens here. So now all of this is unfolding. The mainstream media has completely turned their back on Mr. Donald Trump. It is incredible incredible how they've done it um and and to be honest i i didn't see it coming i didn't see it coming at all you know uh, and and uh they, they have abandoned him to and, and and one more thing on this and, and i'm gonna throw it to you guys and then we'll get to to something else you know um just looking at this and and seeing how coordinated this is in my opinion you know is this to uh, is this to lift him back up into some type of prominence or are they just cutting ties with him altogether you know, because 
of whatever. Like even even a lot of the election deniers have turned around and 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 uh, pushed them to the side, except for the most extreme ones like Matt Gates and and Marjorie Taylor Greene and all these people, like the Trump cult, you know. But but a lot of the people that were um, supporting him after this have turned around and like, oh, this is they're losing. You know, we're all he's a loser. You know, he's been losing more than he's winning. He said we were going to win and we would get tired of winning. He's like, well, actually, we're tired of losing, you know, because we've been losing so much under him. Yeah. We need to cut ties with him and all this. This is what they keep saying. What do you think about that, Bells? No, I mean, I, I think I think a lot of those people are are at the point, And I think pretty much America's at the point where it's just been too much. Right. Like, you know, it's just been too much, even if we do give him like his comeback tour. Like, can you imagine the four years of just a societal clusterfuck that's going to be him on Twitter, blah, 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 you know, all the all over again, out for blood this time. Like, oh, it's just going to be it'll be it'll be too much even for me, you know, like and I'm I'm like, yay, Donald, go do your thing. So um, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about about that aspect of things ultimately. But I think like even. Even the cruises and like the more establishment Republican types looked at at Trumpism, if you will, as as like an ideology that would be great without the Trump, like okay. everything that he implemented and stood for, or at least said he stood for as a con- quote unquote conservative Republican candidate, which he you know, largely governed like for the most part, uh, more so than a lot of other previously supposedly conservative Republicans, certainly. So, you know, if they can have that. Without the, you know, fucking loudmouth orangutan out there, you know, flapping his gums and and, and tweeting and, and you know, making all the everything about him, really, right. th- that would be ideal. And I think they were hoping at this point, like we would be trailing off rather than possibly, you know, now re crescendoing into another round of this madness, which is uh, might be just a little too much for for anybody at this point. Yeah, Which I'm is why I think like DeSantis will cakewalk through the primary at this point. Like wow. unless something changes drastically between now and Iowa, right. I think we're looking at DeSantis just like like not only cakewalking through that, but probably steamrolling through whoever wins um the, the Democratic nomination as well. Wow. Big, big words. That's a very balanced perspective, by the way. But but wow, I'm I'm I I'm looking forward to seeing how this all shakes out. What's up, Steve King? Yeah, I kind of agree with pretty much everything Bellows said. Uh, the one thing I wouldn't be looking forward to if Trump did not just uh, run but get elected is uh, I'm not. I don't want any more summers of love where cities are mostly peaceful protests yeah. and you know <laughs> fires that go on for sixty days, voting right. like billions of dollars worth of property and people getting hurt and like these Soros-funded like madhouse. Just you know, this dystopian landscape, Mad Max bullshit that we saw. I, I'm I'm over that. I don't want that back. <laughs> and if um, having DeSantis over Trump is what's going to cause that, then I would go with DeSantis ten times to one. So um, as far as like who like the Dems would end up running in 2024, dude, I can't. I, Biden seems to still think he's running. So that's crazy. I, you know, I don't, I don't see that happening, but I don't see anybody else out there that's really been a stand up, like, uh, like the, the shining light, like the, 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 the one, the next in line kind of person. Right, right, right. They don't have anybody. They, they don't have uh, the chosen one. 
They don't. They don't have so, uh, the yeah. John Cena type. Go ahead. What's up? But they had all these years to develop that person and didn't do it. Right. No, I agree with you. Um, I, I don't think there was anybody to try. I mean, they tried to develop, you know, but I don't think there was anybody that could take that that uh mantle in the Democratic Party. They don't. They don't have a star besides uh, Obama. Obama was young enough to yeah. kind of get some young people interested. Are just way too progressive that the old yeah. people will never vote for them. Very extreme, right? Very, right. very, very left to to the far left of the left. You know, is somebody like an AOC, you know? Right. And I don't think she can get the country behind her uh, completely. But she is a celebrity, right? So that's all they need. But I mean, they're looking at people like if Oprah decides to run for president, she can win. If freaking Michelle Obama decides to run for yeah. president, she'll win. She could, you know, so it's all on whether or not they want to do it. You know, because if if look look at uh, what is it, Mehmet Oz. You know, and uh, and yep. who was it? And Fetterman, Fetterman mm-hmm. had one of the worst, most embarrassing debates I've ever seen in my life. God bless yeah. him. Yeah, God bless him. But that wasn't good, and he still won. He still won. And yeah. I think it was largely due to the fact that uh, Oprah came out and said, "No, don't vote for Mehmet Oz. Vote for the Oprah." We wields a lot of power. <clears throat> you know, it's she crazy. comes out. It's yeah, crazy. and. and, and What's up? Do we What's even up? imagine that Oprah's opinion is like swinging Dude. fucking elections? Like, it is. It is. You know, I, I mean, we get it in 1989. I don't get it in 2022. Right. I, oh, I understand your point. You know, there's a lot of uh, of Oprah cult cultist, Oprah acolytes. Well, but to, what's up? to your point on the on the Democrats side of things, like yeah, I think I think Michelle Obama and Oprah are are considerations because they don't really have anybody but i i think the only way biden really does run again is if trump ends up getting the nomination like i think that's the only possibility they're not putting him up against anybody who's yeah, under 70 like yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna put him up there against ron DeSantis. DeSantis yeah. will literally dance circles around him so that's not gonna happen but then here comes the real fun as the democrat party comes to the realization that the next logical person up is our vice president Kamala Harris, who is as unelectable as, as anyone, bro. colon cancer. Oof. Like, no, that that is <laughs> yeah. not happening. So right. no, she's not. Yeah. So how did they, the super woke, super, you know, a progressive mm-hmm. party tiptoe their way around bypassing the natural person who happens to be a woman of color and, a, right. and first Asian, first black, first woman, vice president, blah, blah, blah. Well, they'll run that. They'll run on like if it's Donald Trump, Kamala pa- Kamala Harris has a shot. I think she's awful. I think she yeah, shouldn't no, be anywhere she near. Does. She's just she's worse than Hillary, and Hillary couldn't be Trump. I, I, to do I, show I, a clip Hillary, of her cackling to bullshit word salad sentences and not getting a single thing done since she's been there, and you know, there's no way that she would get elected. This this is no way. Hillary. Um, beat Trump in the popular vote, and and Hillary and Trump they were separated by very few votes in the electoral college. It was closer than it looks. She's trying to run again. She what if she ran again. as uh, Biden's vice president? Oh God, what a disaster! I don't think she could. Her ego could take being vice president, but oh, if God. it was the only way left to get there, she would do it. Again, how do you how do you get around that, Hillary? Stepping in and bypassing Kamala as the VP right. for the second pass, like that. Step that's aside, bitch. Going to be a wonderful dance to watch that's them. Just, oh, for sure. 
Oh man, <laughs> but they'll do it. They'll do it shamelessly. Look what they, they did to. to to Bernie Sanders. That was in public. They they sacrificed his ass for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, true. They didn't give a shit. So they'll do it, and people will forget and keep right on moving, or vote for whoever they want to vote for, regardless, or or have enough Trump derangement syndrome to get up and say, "I'm voting for Kamala or Hillary or anyone." As long as it's not Donald Trump. Lord, no. Yeah, so, Please so, no. The, the bottom line here in this conversation is that that we are screwed royally. Bingo. Royally. Yeah. At the end of the day, we are very, very screwed. Um, Don Jeffries, who is with me on America Unplugged, says that the Republicans will never have a president ever again. I don't know if I go that far, but it's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time. Maybe. I, I, this, is, this is not... As long as... What they need to do is separate themselves from Donald Trump ASAP. And I think that's what they're trying to do, you know, and, and, and that can rehabilitate the party to a certain point. But I don't know. It doesn't look very good in 2024. It just doesn't. Um, regardless of that, we are going to move on. Do you guys have anything else on this or should, or should we just go? No. All right. All right. Let's talk about it. We got to talk about CM Punk. We got to talk about Triple H. These are things we have to do, Bella. We have to do All them. Right. We have to do them, okay? Are you talking about, wait, Triple H, the, the, the king of kings? The king of kings. The the cerebral assassin? That guy. The ass kicker? The ass kicker. The, the game? The game. The game. Right. That right. dude. And you know what, Bello? I, I, I will tell you something. You know, I have eternal hatred for Triple H, right? Almost on a Trumpian level. <laughs> I was wrong. I was, I, I was, I was wrong, Bells. The king of kings, the, the god of gods, he should call himself now, took over wrestling. He's the head of wrestling right now. Not really Stephanie McMahon, but 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 Stephanie is his wife. And then we got Khan, you know, two Khans or whatever. But but this dude has gotten to a point where he is looked at as the, the main person that can make or break a person's career. Triple H. And as much as I think he was a B-plus player in the ring, he got it all figured out. So I can't hate on Triple H anymore. Um, good for you, Triple H. And you're, you're, you've impressed the shit out of me. As far as the in-ring product, it hasn't really changed. It's actually, I don't know, they're pushing Johnny Gargano. Good luck with that shit. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't see that going over very well, you know, but they're doing it. What are you doing with Austin Theory? Austin Theory is fantastic. What are you doing with that? He'll guy? get there. He'll get there. They're I just slowing right. him down. I hope Fuck you're right, that, dude. Um, um, but, but who else? Who else? They, they're bringing <laughs> over all these all these people from NXT and a lot of like Karrion Cross. I know a lot of a lot of uh, of uh, of the hardcore wrestling fans love this guy. I like him. All right, but what they're doing with him in the WWE, I don't know. I don't know if that's a main event gimmick. They got to figure something out with this guy. He's got something, but they got to figure it out. Well, this is just his establishment. This is just them laying the pavement for Tell him. Us something. Come on. He's gonna he'll he'll be there for a while. Triple H likes him a lot. So, you know, this, this is like this is just getting him in the door and establishing him as a heavyweight. And, you know, he's he's got a pretty decent act, and I'm sure that over the course of the next six months to a year, you'll see that evolve into something more. Yeah. It won't just be like the the girl coming down and doing the you know, lip syncing the words. It'll become more of a uh, streamlined act, right. but until then, it, you know that you know the showboating and the you know um, that makes up for what's lacking in the ring match-wise, bell to bell. So it kind of you know gives you you know 
something entertaining to watch besides just the match. Yeah. But as he becomes a better worker, and he's already very good, but as he becomes a better worker and a main event player, you'll probably see a little bit less and less of the dramatic black and white movie scopes and things like that and see more, you know, heavyweight pro wrestler type stuff in there too. I hope but, you're right. You know, this, this is just them getting them in there and getting them used to TV. What are your thoughts on the Triple H era so far? I mean, I don't hate it yet. I mean, he's been he's overdue, in my opinion. He should have had this role 10 years ago. Right. Uh, you know, he was ready to go with it. Um, but he almost ended up out, out, you know, pretty much out of the business because um, his heart problem and everything almost caused him God to bless him. one right. die, right. you know, two stay retired. And then, like, Vince wasn't, you know, bringing him back, I don't think, anytime soon because he and Bruce had taken over NXT and revamped it and did a horrible job with that. But then all the the Vince drama came up and he got kicked out of his own company. I mean, that's pretty shitty. And uh, so who concludes the only one who could come step right back in and do all that stuff? It couldn't have been Stephanie because Stephanie doesn't know the business like Triple H does because he was in it, living it for the last 30 years, you know? So, you, you know, she, yes, she was born into the business, but she wasn't in the ring every night. She wasn't in schools learning this stuff like he was at, at Killer Kowalski's wrestling school in Malden, Massachusetts on a hot, sweaty August day with no AC, bumping in a boxing ring, you know, the 1938 Olympic-style boxing ring with no spring. It was the oh. stiffest fucking ring in the world. You know, when you live through those things, you know, the more you, they say, the more you get hurt, the more creative you, <laughs> you become because right. you're trying to figure out ways to, you know, get around things. But it's how you learn how to work over the course of years and years. And I mean, he, you know, never really was a guy that took lots of time off. He was always, you know, in a in a high end position and uh, started from the ground up. So he knows a lot about the business and knows he's always been a super creative guy. And uh, was able to reinvent himself on TV a couple times to start out as the Blue Blood, got into the DX thing, you know, became, you know, the King of Kings. You know, he saw his evolution. And just like they'll do with Austin Theory. And, and there was evolution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there was, was actually evolution. <laughs> so, you'll, you know, you, you've seen him, you know, have different chapters of his career. So he understands how to give a guy a long-term, you know, career if you you know if that person is like built for it you know what i mean like like a guy like the miz nobody would have thought he would have lasted like 18 years in wwe you know they thought he'd be run out before his third year of his contract ran out but uh you know the the triple h what he can do that vince couldn't do was put himself in 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 another wrestler's boots and say here's how i'd portray your character here's how i would do this and here's how i would do that and it you know probably helps some guys it probably you know, makes it harder for other guys, depending on whatever the gimmick is, but he, he can get in a, a guy's head and be like, you know, help them like kind of turn the, the light switch on and see it from a, from a wrestler's point of view, rather than just an office guy with an ideas point of view. Like we've all worked in a, like a, a corporate setting where you get rules thrown down upon you from the ivory tower thinking, why are they sending us this? Obviously they don't understand how this doesn't work. Like I know I've had that experience in the restaurant industry oh, yeah. where you're, you're, you know, managing a crew of however many people and they say, well, you can only do it with half as many people or whatever the rule from above is 
because they're not on the floor doing it themselves. They just see the number and say, here's what I want, make it happen without having any practical, you know, um, you know, experience on doing this themselves. Right. But somebody like Triple H, he can see it from the office point of view of the numbers, the, the bottom number, and this is what we need to making it into a viable thing, being a wrestler for so many years, saying, how would I do this if this was asked upon me? And figures it out. And I think that's what's making him, you know, such a valuable asset to WWE right now. Right, right. Well, there's the take from the Strangler Steve King, and that's the only one that matters. But we're going to go to Bellow anyway. What's up, Bells? I have little to nothing on any of this, but I mean, I I, I always knew it was there, right? Like I, I I covered NXT for for a long time, for especially kind of during its during during its early peak. I would say is probably you know the the, the best way of of during of its best in. peak. I would say. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like those early, like right when they right when they started doing the takeovers, the takeovers for real, yeah. like at venues other than right. Full Sail and all that sort of stuff. And the first one being Brooklyn, and I happened to be there and you know, went for, for the, the several years after that. And it was awesome. Billy Ray got me that got, got me there to a couple of them. At least oh, we did it uh, together is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, we, and we did, we were there for you, at least two of them together, but you, you know, a guy who knows a guy. So we, 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 we ended up going. So that was, that was fun. And thank you. Thank you for, for, for those. I think it was two of them, but um, yeah. Thank so, you for the I mean, awesome it was, company. it was near and dear to my heart, but just watching what triple H was doing with it. And, you know, uh, People who are diehard wrestling fans obviously knew who a lot of these guys were, but he managed to turn that NXT brand like almost into it, it pushing it closer and closer to the mainstream, building it off the backs of guys that, you know, Vince wouldn't have given a second look 99% of the time. So um, it was it, it's that sort of, you know, creativity that that you knew was there and it was always just kind of like a what if what if he gets control of the main roster well here we are um that said i haven't been paying attention at all i meant to you know just did just didn't get there i kind of wanted to give it a shot to, to see how he's doing right. um I, I watched a little bit of the saudi arabia thing because i wanted to watch logan paul weirdly enough um Fantastic. But, but, logan paul's yeah amazing. i mean yeah right. logan logan paul's like really really good at this shit so i don't feel at all embarrassed about tuning in to watch his matches specifically right. Um, but what's going on with the whole Bray Wyatt thing? I saw him coming back. There was all this speculation in the Twitter sphere about people representing the animals from the playhouse and maybe this guy and that guy. And and I don't know, man, what the hell is going on? Yeah, you know what? Ultimately, it didn't move the needle, you know, like and and, uh, and uh, that's that's the whole thing about the Triple H reign that I want to highlight. Um, and even what he did with NXT. He built it off of the indies and NXT became uh, it was the precursor for an AEW, which is a, a major indie, in my opinion. Right. Um, and there's a core audience that will watch that. And it was bigger than what we thought, but it's still small compared to the mainstream professional wrestling audience. And what Triple H is doing at this time is uh, really just uh, uh, mimicking an indie style in the WWE. He has a, some bigger guys that he can work with, like a Lashley, who's a fucking beast, right? And, mm -hmm. and he has Brock Lesnar still. Um, and Austin yeah. Theory, whom I love. And and uh, and uh, Strangler Steve hit on something very early in, in WLR. And I didn't see it. And then I was like, shit, he's absolutely right. Uh, what's the dude from the Street Profits that you love? I forget his name. 
Montez Ford. Montez Ford is Jack <clears throat> and incredible. And will, he'll probably be the WWE champion if they do it right. And, and like, I mean. They were getting ready to do the split up and Montez hurt his foot. So mm, he's been kind of sidelined for the last right, couple of months. Right. But, but, but will any there. of these people be a John Cena? Roman Reigns can't be a John Cena. Right. You know, and, and Roman Reigns is is very good, much much improved, right? And the whole uh, bloodline storyline is great. And 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 the wrestling fan tends to get uh, um, carried away a little bit. We're very excited, and that's great. Get excited, be happy, enjoy the product, get worked. Yep. That's what yep. WWE. I mean, that's what wrestling is about. You know, fall so into it, right? Enjoy right. it, right? Enjoy it one hundred. But if you want to look at it in in um in the sense of creating a face that's going to take uh, uh, the the genre into another level. I don't know if we're going to see that again. There'll be a guy someday. There'll I be hope a guy so. someday. Go ahead. You, you, you can't always, maybe they don't happen back to back to back in a convenient manner like that. I mean, you, you're talking about a guy, it's like a million to one chance that you'll ever find them to begin with. Right. You know, like uh, wrestling isn't so popular right now that, Hundreds of thousands of people want to try this, you know. I, I I think the closest person to probably taking over a John Cena role. I mean, don't hold a gun to my head, but I, I'm going to say Logan Paul. Oh, because yeah. if he has the ability to yeah. be a straight up baby face and get 45 million people to watch that clip from his top rope bump onto the t- you know announcer's table, 45 million people saw that clip. Right. That's uh, that's a needle mover right there. That's a numbers guy. That's very and if true. He's able to continue to do that. He's such a good what? heel, though. He's such a good. <laughs> he's a natural heel. Yeah. But if he can be a very good heel, the, the chances are, and he's obviously a very smart dude. He he's gets a very, it. very smart guy. If he can figure out how to pull back on some of just the hair of the arrogance, which is, hey, you're a young, hot, six foot eight, shredded. <laughs> Right. natural athlete rich that is a yeah. multi multi-millionaire like right. everyone in the world knows who you are you're gonna have a chip on your shoulder so even as a baby face he's gonna have a little of that the thing is, is that he's coming in with his own audience now so if this is a guy that you think that can do this on a long-term basis sure as fuck make him the champion you know in the next year or two or whenever it is yeah. because nobody else that's starting in, and maintains in wrestling will have that kind of a following. He took that in with him, like I said, which is why he's able to say, I want to work Roman Reigns in the main event of the Saudi Arabia show. Like, yes, you can. You know why? Because he's bringing the eyeballs. He's bringing in the tons and tons of revenue. And next thing you know, if they start merchant, you know, merchandising this kid the way that they did with Cena and kids start picking up on his shit, cash cow. And uh, just let the record reflect, this is, uh, you know, just another superstar that was ushered to greatness by The Miz. Just it is what it is. There it is. The man's a star maker. What can we say? No offense. Shout really out to is. Kenny Baller. <laughs> King B. But uh, yeah, that's, that's who I think is going to The only person right now in the company right now that has the ability to be a cornerstone, figurehead, baby face, face of the company guy would be Logan Paul. 
you know, it's probably, I don't want to say it's too late for, for the guy in particular, but, but, but he just got cut off at the knees, like right at the worst possible time. And I think that's Big E. Like Big E could have been that kind of guy, I think. I, I think he, he, not only because he's just such a big personality and he's just so mm -hmm. likable, um, obviously, you know, as we move forward in time, like WWE's made a real um you know thing about trying to to you know to diversify the champions a little bit to, to put yeah. it lightly and yeah. um and having Big E as the face of the company and i think he kind of also because he has like his college wrestling background and he's like a legit athlete and like a power mm -hmm. lifter and all that sort of stuff he gets like the respect from the real athletes like when he goes yeah. to you could see when he goes to football games and stuff like that like they want to meet him and they're cool they, you know they're not looking at it like oh there's the guy that does the fake fighting thing right. um you know so i think he he had that but just you know when he got hurt when he got hurt and how he got hurt yeah um it was just you know like worst possible case scenario but i think he was on that trajectory potentially when, when he got hurt i was surprised they even kept ridge holland after that because he had injured himself twice enough to be off of tv for a couple of months each time then he goes and bellies to belly big e and breaks his neck on the floor and a transitional bullshit meant nothing bump almost killed the guy never mind take his career away, but almost killed yeah. the guy. Right. But uh, the only problem with Big E being a cornerstone guy was, as, as much as I would love to see that, is he had his chance as WWE champion to really stand out. And I think it was kind of a lackluster run. The best part about it was that the belt went from Bobby Lashley to Big E, and I thought that was great because that was such a 2CW move to do something like that. And um, then they took a chance and they did it, and it got over as, you know, it, as could be. It's just that when the pop was gone from him winning the belt, they were just matches. I got to see him wrestle Kevin Owens in um, uh, Dunkin' Donuts Arena in Rhode Island. It was the first time they ever wrestled each other, and it was for the title. It was the main event. It was a good match. <coughs> Excuse me, my voice is – my throat's just a little dry. Um, but the problem is, is that when Biggie's music hits – it's not like the eruption. Of, it's not a Steve Austin pop. It's not a rock pop. It's not a Hogan pop or even an edge pop. So they'd have to, if they were going to make him a cornerstone guy, he'd have to be completely repackaged out of the New Day stuff. Brand new music. Yeah, for sure. Brand new look and brand new persona where he can, obviously they can still be boys with New Day, but has to be a standalone guy. I don't If he ever comes back to the biz, I think his best stuff would be just doing six-man tags. Because the way his neck is now, I would hate to see him take an unnecessary yeah. risk and just do you go in there for the good feeling stuff, go in there, get your pop, dance, sell unicorn horns and make as much as you can. But had that not happened, I would have said if he's going to be the guy, you know, he's just going to completely put him on his own path. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree 100% with all that was said. All right. So that's the deal. That's the WWE breakdown here. Maybe, maybe. Um, we'll watch Raw one day and talk about it, but highly unlikely. Uh, but regardless, we have been at least Steve, uh, Steve and I. Steve watches all the time AEW. Yeah. I haven't because I, I I had a schedule shift, but I was watching before that. Um, and <sighs> some of the most telling things here that that are pissing me off about AEW is um, and I I still try to support because I think it's important. It's important for the industry. It's important for the wrestlers. All you AEW haters out there, like Big Ray, I don't understand. Um, uh, they are providing income for 
so many wrestlers that would not be employed or would be jumping to indies to indies trying to make some money. So this is good. We want this. We just want the product to be a little better, right? And uh, and when we have uh, Orange Cassidy beating up on people, I, I don't fucking get it. I just don't get it. Uh, right. the, the you know the the um the indie fan loves it. He has no business beating Pat or anything like that, in my opinion. You know, uh, it's just he has no business doing it. Um, and, and and the biggest thing that have come that's come out of AEW, and, and I took this straight from Jim Cornette, and he he uh he and I resonate on a lot of things, not everything, but on, on a lot of things. And he was like, you know, the biggest thing out of AEW happened outside the ring. It didn't happen inside the ring. He's absolutely right. You know, and it was this this scuffle in the back with um with CM Punk and the Elite and CM Punk's trainer or whatever I forget who the guy was that ended up biting Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, shit like that was crazy. It's crazy. It's yeah. nonsense. It's, and I want to go back to CM Punk because CM Punk blocked me on Twitter a long time ago because I was critical of him on one wrestling. Got to make it about him. It's gotta yes. make it. it has to be about <laughs> Billy the Kid. So he did this shit to me, right? And I was like, how petty is this guy? And and now I'm looking at it and I'm like, is 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 he really uh, like, because I thought it was a good deal when he came into AEW. He was happy, supposedly, you know, and, and that was not that was a work. Was it? Was yes, he's not a happy person. Yeah, he's yeah, he's an angry. All right, well, he was relatively happy. Go ahead, Steve. King. He was Take happy. He got, no, he was just he was pretending. <laughs> he was playing a, the role of a baby face. He couldn't give a flying fuck about any of his fans. He said that a thousand times. He hates wrestling and never wanted to come back. Right. Literally, the only reason why he did it is because they were paying him a shit ton of money to do it. You know, that's the only reason he was there was for a paycheck. And that's, I'm not saying that's, that's a bad thing because, hey, we all got to make a living. Right. It's just that, you know, when people saw him back and him saying that, they took him at his word, which is they were just buying into him. Playing the role of a baby face. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Bells. What did you think about your boy? No, nah, I mean it was it was whatever. He came back. I, I kind of paid attention a little bit. Yeah. Him and MJF had a thing. That's kind of cool. I bet that was nice. That's <laughs> about all I got on it, man. I really, you think, I've really do, been so checked out. It's it's been wonderful. Do you think they're rushing in MJF to be the world champion? I think once MJF becomes world champion, it fizzles out. Like why? Why would they give him the strap? Yes, champion he did i didn't even know yeah he beat moxley at the pay-per-view the other night so what 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 do you think of that you thought that was the right move no it was way too soon i agree with you it wasn't this time they should have waited they could have waited a whole other year right but uh they jumped the gun like they always do and that's the sign of a bad booker it's not knowing when to you know put the push the brakes on or push the accelerator and you know they they rushed it and now he's the champ and you know, if if I was saying this to my wife earlier tonight, if I was booking and he was made champ because that's what the owner wants, I'd say, okay, but we're not going to leave it on him for very long. I'd say a three-month reign at absolute tops. And you either put it back on Moxley or you shock everybody and make somebody off of MJF and let MJF kind of go away for a little bit and then restart him. But uh, that's just that's just me. But um now that he won it, like it's like, where do you go? You know, is Moxley going to go and win it for a fourth time? You know, you know, what do you do? Like they had um, William Regal turn heel and passed MJF a pair of brass knuckles to knock uh, Moxley out with. So now, oh, you know, um, 
Regal's a heel and he's with MJF. Does that make a lot of sense? Like he just screwed over his entire, you know, company. Like the 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 whatever the fuck the name Black of the Cool uh, Fighting the, Club or something. Whatever what, it is. what is it? Is it the Combat Black Club? Combat Club. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Right. Like they just, you know. So who? So who knows? Like uh, where all that's gonna go? But um, I feel like they could have waited. I agree with you. And that's another real good point that you just brought up about that, that combat fighting club or whatever. How does Daniel Bryan becomes completely irrelevant? How, how does that happen? Come I don't know. I mean, he's also put over way too many people since being there. Right. He put over Danny Garcia by like tap out and a couple other guys geez. here and there. And I don't even just... know who Danny Garcia is. Don't worry about it. Neither, neither does <laughs> exactly. most of the world. Right. I mean, it's great that he's willing to do those kinds of right. things and help make but. some new talent because you do, you do have to make new talent. You have to, and you do it off of beating guys that were a big deal at some point. But if you bring a Daniel Bryan in and within the first year of his career, he's doing that there, then that's the wrong business. He should have been reestablished as a force to reckon with, possibly as the champ for right. like a year or so. Right. Then off the tail end of that is when you start making your guys. Agreed. You don't do it off of his business from when he was in WWE. You do it from his business from being in AEW and saying, yes, I did it there, but I did it here too. And I am one of the greatest to ever do this. And then, you know, down the line is when you start doing those kinds of favors for new talent. Right. Agreed 100, man. And I didn't Bell's even just know. Said it. I didn't even I know, know it was that bad. Go ahead, Bells. Tell me. No, no, I didn't even know it was that bad for Brian these days or Daniel. Well, Dan, well, Brian, Brian, yeah, Brian Danielson, right? Yeah. yeah. So, all right, yeah. so I guess it's, it's almost hard to say because you yeah, don't even remember, you know. It's weird. I it, yeah, it's hard to tell which is which in my head. It's just it was one or the other for so long, but nevertheless, um, yeah. So, um, so it, I was just gonna say like it suggests him as as a champion or a babyface champion that you would want to put MJF over ultimately and apparently he's like nowhere near the title picture so I'm I'm like really surprised to hear that but yeah I, I would think like Moxley has been the champion a few times like he's he's not exactly the hottest babyface you can have like this dastardly heel type guy go over and 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 screw over for that matter. Uh, you know, a, a red hot, freshly championed, um, you know, freshly belted Daniel Bryan or something like that, or Bryan Danielson, whatever the fuck, um, you know, having MJF go over him or somebody like that. That was kind of like what I would have pictured in, in my head as his kind of big, big coronation as champion. But eh, they did they did what they did. And unfortunately, they're doing Daniel Bryan dirty. They're, they're not. They're not doing this stuff right. And this is what what's pissing me off. But the people are eating, a, eating it up with a spoon. But what I need people to know is that, you know, because they, they're comparing this to, to things that are going to move the needle. It, it's not going to move the needle. We, we are catering to the base. And the base is happy. And that's fine. But even the base will get pissed off at stuff like this at some point. Uh, this MJF thing, they, they might have just shot it in the, in the foot. You yeah, know? and the thing uh, is, it's booked wrong because people were cheering for the heel, which is... Incorrect. If that's what you're doing, you're a terrible booker. Right. People are cheering MJF because they love how much of a heel he is. Then you know he's not a very effective heel, is he? Yeah. Right. Right. They're, I mean, uh, and I know I, I know they love this guy, but they put the belt on him way too early, in my opinion. I didn't even know. Thank you for putting me on, Steve. 
Uh, but uh, it, 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 I've been saying it for quite a while. I was like, what, what, so what are we going to do now? What are we going to do with MJF? Now he's the world champion. And then he's going to turn around and leave to the WWE. If you think this guy's not going to the WWE, you got another thing coming, right? They're going to they're gonna back up the Brinks truck, and he deserves it. So he should, he's going to take it and go. And Triple H will make him into something, you know? That's uh, funny. I, is I can see him being a pretty big deal in NXT. I can't see him being a pretty big deal on Raw. Ooh, tell us. If that's a hot take. What's up? Next to any heavyweight, like whether it's Lashley or Lesnar or Roman Reigns, he's going to yeah. look like Cruiserweight. And he's, no, yeah, he's like you're right. five foot seven. And yeah, he's jacked. He's on the gas right now. And that's great, but that can't last forever. <laughs> so I just don't see, like, I, you know, I can see him, you know, go nose to nose with Ricochet. Mm. I don't see him going nose to nose with the tribal friggin' chief. Right. Is, is Ricochet okay? He, he He's not going to be okay fine. when MJF goes over. <laughs> And they get involved in a feud. Um, um, MJF versus uh, what is it? Uh, Johnny Gargano. Oh God. Um, you know. Uh, um, but let's see. Let's see what happens. The people love MJF is great on the mic, and that might help. Um, but uh, I don't know. The state of professional that. wrestling is in a, it, it's in a good place because people are so invested. But it's the same people that are invested. It's the same eyeballs invested in everything. You know, some less than others, but it's still the same thing being recycled. There's nothing new. Right. And uh, and that's my issue with it. All right, Bells, what's up? And we're getting up. No, I, I could see MJF coming over, or this is kind of how I'd love to see it anyway. If he came over to WWE and just basically became like a Batman villain, where he's just kind of got like a never-ending gaggle of goons that he could just throw at people, so that he never really has to do his own dirty work. He's barely squeaking by, and he's just cheating his way through everything. He, in fact, actually takes over NXT at one point to have like a farm system for the for the goonery and the henchmen. <laughs> Um, like I could, I, I just think that you know, would be that you and I are kind of on the same level with that, Bells. Because in my head, I was gonna say five minutes ago, the best thing I could see MJF doing is becoming a manager because of his promo set, but also his stature is not that great. So, what do you do? Let him talk to the bigger guys who can't do a great promo and help be like a, a Paul E where he helps you know put asses in seats with the promo. And, you know, he, he's like when Bobby Heenan, when Hulk Hogan was champion, Bobby Heenan was the one that had the beef with Hulk Hogan. And he would send family member after family That's member right. against Hulk Hogan, whether, you know, no matter who it was. And finally, it was Andre the Giant. You know what I mean? Like he went to each guy one at a time from, you know, you know, Paul Orndorff to, you know, whoever the hell, you know, one guy at a time. Hulk gets through him. And then finally, you know, he had the Andre battle. That was the pinnacle of WrestleMania three. So if you did something like that, I, that that would probably be pretty, you know, interesting to see him, you know, MJF being that in that role of Bobby the Brain Heenan and just, you know, cultivating this family of wrestlers and you know sending them after the title because maybe he did wrestle and couldn't do it himself. So what is every chicken shit heel or whatever who can't do it themselves? They get somebody to do it for them. You know, hire somebody. You know. I think that'd be probably the best role that MJF could have in WWE. All right. There you have it. Hot takes <clears throat> from the strangler Steve King and the Andrew Bello, the doctor, the doctor of thugonomics up there. He, he, you should see this guy right now. Dr. You should see what thundernomics. he's doing. Yeah, we got no, no, to no, be clear. There is an already right. a doctor. Hey, of speaking of which, Bello, I forgot to tell you, did you see that article about um, Chris Hemsworth about 
him <laughs> taking some time off because of uh, the Alzheimer's I hate to laugh, thing. but yeah, it's hilarious how many people have asked me specifically about this. Like, <laughs> oh, you being the doctor of Thunder. Yeah, Dark. I've had at least ten people in the last week be like, "Hey, did you hear about Thor?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to be the last god of thunder standing. Right. <laughs> Just the way you planned it. Yo, Bells. What's that? Tell the people where they can find you. Oh, I guess they can find me on the Twitter machine at the Andrew Bellow. You can find me on the YouTube and my hot ass mixtape Saved by Ooh, the Bellow. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> also it's available hot. on datpiff.com. And uh, it's probably pinned to the top of my Twitter page. So once more, that's. At the Andrew Bello, that's T H to the E A N to the D R E W B E double I'm out. It's good wow. to see you, fellas. For, for you too, the buddy. Christmas episode, we will open and close <clears throat> with tracks from the Andrew Bello. If you Hell haven't yeah. heard it, you got it. You gotta go hear it. It's magic, ladies and gentlemen. Fire. Yo, Bells. Yo. What's that? What's up, man? I'll catch your punk ass down uh... the road. <laughs> Walked right into it. Hey. What's up, Steve King? He the king. Uh, 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 this was this was fun. We got to do these more often. Yes, we do. Even <laughs> if we don't record them, just between the three of us. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know where can people find me at String of Steve underscore. I think it is on Twitter. I'm not yeah. really sure. It I'm is. really not on Twitter very much. Uh, um, that's pretty much the only place you can find me. My Facebook is kind of just. You know, I'm not really accepting any friends on there because fuck the world. Uh, we hope everybody liked the show and uh, it was great getting together with you guys and talking shop for an hour or so. And uh, hope everybody out there, all of our regular listeners are doing great. I want us to do a shout out to Kelly D. I hope she's doing great. I know she was having yeah, some medical up, issues and hope she's doing great. And um, I hope everybody is doing good and enjoyed the show. Let us know what you think. And um We'll catch your punk asses down the road. That's right. We'll catch your punk asses down the road. Everybody listen to W uh, to WLR right now in your ear holes. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, all the hardcores that stuck around next time, uh, we will do the Strangler Steve shout out sessions. Hopefully uh, that would be nice to hear from all of you. And, and, and we'll okay. talk about you. We sh- What's up, buddy? Yeah, I was just say for the Christmas episode, obviously, right. you know, a month from now. Yeah. I'll send out a tweet and I'll say who wants to shout out that old school style. Fantastic. Yes, that would be dope. Yeah. I, I'd, love to, I'd love to do that. For, for the army. We love yeah. it. You know, um, uh, <laughs> we spoke about man deer, but who else we got that would listen? Uh, fucking Bobo. What's going on? Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. Oh, JVD. You kidding? Yeah, he'll be listening. <laughs> I, I am JV. What's up? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't uh, think of too many. I, I, have, I have a, a whole pad of names. Many. Pug. Hans, Hans, yeah, it's a, a never-ending just gaggle of fucking fuckery right. out there. But so we love all it. of you, we, we want to hear from you on the Christmas episode of WLR, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, the Wednesday locker room. That's what, we, that's what we were. We're gonna we're gonna keep the name forever and ever. That's what we are. The oh, yeah. 11, 11 boys, ladies and gents. My name is Billy the Kid, Billy Ray Valentine, and you can find me. You know where you can find me. You know damn well where you can find me. I know a couple of times you walked into your mama's bedroom and you saw a BRV. And I was like, God bring damn. me my slippers, kid. Let's go. You know, and you didn't like that very much. But you still tuned into <clears throat> WLR because, you know, you couldn't help yourself. But, uh, but yeah, man, theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com. Go check me over there. I'm about to drop an episode with Bart Seibel on the moon landing hoax. Uh, and he is the guy that got punched by uh, Buzz Aldrin. 
in a parking lot. If you haven't seen that, that's it. Nice. Um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna air that. I'm doing a couple more fringes. We're gonna throw them up, you know. And America Unplugged. That's what you told me a week ago. I know, I know. Then I went to then I went to Nola, and uh, and God everything pissed. went out the window. God but I'm back now. Pissed. So <laughs> I'm back now. Um, I actually had this drink. I don't I don't drink, but I had this drink that my sister made me get that you can only get at the Roosevelt Hotel. Um, and so I was shaped like a grenade. No, no, it's like it, it has like a lemon meringue pie type <clears throat> aspect thing to it because they whip some um egg whites on top of it. And and uh, people were like, that's disgusting. Um, and I don't even drink, but I went to have it because my sister told me to. And and, and uh, it was delicious. It was great. And it was a good <clears throat> experience to be at the Roosevelt Hotel. It's like I felt fancy. I was like, I'm in the Great Gatsby right now, you know. Uh, but, you know, Billy the Kid ain't about that. It's about, you know, a walking planks, robbing banks, the whole deal. Bang, bang. All right, and we will be back for another. <laughs> we will Damn. be back for another one. What's up, Bells? Damn, that's right. That's I how we get you're down. Out here doing it like that. God damn. <laughs> we will be back for another one on Christmas. We'll, we'll announce when it's going to happen. It was good to see my brothers and talk to my brothers again here on WLR. We're going to try to make it um uh, more regular. Shouts to the Hameen Media Army. Shouts to Russo and and his entire thing that they got going on over there. Channel Attitude. Big shouts to the Ayatollah Bin Hameen. Big Ray, what's going on, brother? Colin Wysong, what's up? What's up, Jargo? And anybody else I missed along the way? Tommy Wonder, the Professor Chabella Vela Cruz, you know the deal. Love you guys, all right? And everybody listening, thank you very much. We're leaving now. Bye-bye. I like big titties. That's right. Free yet.